The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. We've come to the end of the season win totals road. The final six teams we will cover here on this Tuesday edition of Fantasy NBA Today, a hoop ball and Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company presentation. It's a lot of hard noises in that uh, in that business name. Kind of fun, actually, to podcast it, to broadcast it. Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. HawaiianIsles.com, H-I Kona Coffee on Twitter. Hawaiian Isles on Amazon. Two men on today's podcast that are not coffee connoisseurs, but can tell you unequivocally that every single person that we have spoken to that's demoed Hawaiian Isles has come away saying, I got to keep drinking that coffee. I'm Dan Vespers, the other one of, well, actually, you are a coffee drinker, Neil. You're just a coffee drinker on the fly. The great ball with Neil, Neil Rochlani, uh, sleepy duo, though we may be. How are you, my good man? Oh, it's it's I'm perked up. You're back on the show. You're you're ready to roll, huh? You're all jazzed up. Yeah, yeah. And a coffee connoisseur is probably not the right word, but I do enjoy uh, when someone else makes it for me. Yeah. So I'm just that lazy, Dan. So that's that's basically why I I don't make it. You know, I do have a couple bags here that I have. I should probably give out as gifts. That's what I should probably do. Yeah. They're delicious. I think I would probably um, be thanked for that. So yeah, that's the that that would be the least of things that you would get for that. You should uh, you should probably put that joint out on Twitter. You bet you get some followers out of it. Hey, you know, retweet if you want a chance to win a bag of Neil's private reserve here. It's been it's been aging at a <laughs> at a seventy percent humidity in Neil's closet for, for the last six months. After he won a uh, was that a second place you got on DFS? Is that how you ended up with it? I. Uh, yeah, I think so. Wait. You're racking no, your brain over there. No, I did not. I got a first place. Ooh, which that t-shirt. A t-shirt. That's this right. Was, this was uh, my my um, connection through you to Wine Isles. Yeah, it's a good connection to have. Yeah. We love doing – I know you said you let Josh do it on your Thursday shows. I love doing Hawaiian Isles uh, spots here on the on the show. It's, it's actually – like sometimes you do these, you do a live read or whatever, and it's you just knock it out so you can keep going. But this was our first actual sponsor of a podcast at Hoopball. This is still a big deal to me. So thank you to Glenn and all the good folks at Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Neil, you ready to do the last six season win totals here? I am, and I'm reviewing my notes. And this is going to be a very interesting group, I think. Yeah, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio, the Toronto Raptors, the Utah Jazz, and the Washington Wizards. Uh, Before we get into that, actually, I wanted to mention one thing real quick, and I'm going to do it again at the end of the show. It's Draft Guide Week here at HoopBall, coming out Friday, 12.01 a.m. Pacific Time, when those of us here on the West Coast, when we transition from Thursday to Friday, the Draft Guide goes on sale for $13.99. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. That's the only time it's going to be that low of a price this year. There will be moments down the line where we might have a coupon code pop up, but it's never going to be less than $13.99. You should get it. It's going to have all 400-player profiles like usual. It's going to have over 15 different articles, mock drafts, 
uh, projections. It'll have the B-150 when that gets released uh, on October the 7th. And here's the thing, people. Many of you go out and you buy the B-150 by itself. That's more expensive than getting the draft guide, which will contain the B-150. So don't be a buffoon. Get the draft guide. Do it this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at hoop-ball.com. We'll be tweeting about it relentlessly for the next um, two months. So uh, this will not be the last you hear of it. However, this is the week where we're going to be just annihilating that thing. I am, Neil, I don't know about you. I mean, listen, there's there's a million good things in there. I've talked a, a thousand times in this podcast about how I try not to let a ton of cooks into my brain kitchen. But one cook that is always invited into my brain kitchen is the B-150. The B-150 is phenomenal. Um, I am always surprised by Aaron's um, rankings. They're ballsy, right? They're really ballsy. They're very ballsy, and he is way more right than wrong. So it's amazing. (laughs) I know. Behind the scenes, there's like a peek behind the curtain at Hoop Ball. Uh, Aaron Bruski and I G-chat like all day, every day, like – like we're sitting in a, a, a undergrad class together and we don't want to listen to the professor and we're just G-chatting to get to stay at. Is that still something that kids do? Probably not. They text. They like apps have apps have evolved since 2001 or whatever, whatever year I'm <laughs> referencing here. Um, so I, I talk to Brew all the time about these players and he sends me the list of guys that he's looking at and guys that he's going to get extremely aggressive on. And then I look at my list of you know Dan Bespers old man squad guys those guys are never on there because that's not that's not the ballsy list that we're talking about and I see names and I'm just like what and then I go back at the end of the season and it's like oh yeah yeah I got that one right too son of a bitch you got that one right also uh it pays to take some gambles the beauty of the B150 I think lies in the fact that you can you can utilize it for a number of different aspects depending on kind of what types of leagues you're in, but the absolute best, and this is not to alienate anybody else, but the absolute best is if you're in a hyper-competitive league, that list is the one that can put you over the top. If you're in an okay league, you can do some prep and and you can read through the rest of the draft guide or you can even do your own rankings and you can probably win it. But if you're in a highly competitive league, like the, the big dogs of the fantasy world, that's where you need something like the B-150. Somebody just really going nuts out on a lot of these guys he's uh he is so ballsy man that's the only word i can come up with and that's on october 7th by the way that gets inserted into the draft guide so 1399 for that neil i'm not going to make you uh shill anymore that's that's my job over here i can i can handle that just fine myself you want to get us started on portland <clears throat> yes yeah, excuse me uh portland trailblazers i have 45 and a half as their win total for this year um as they're over under last year, 53 wins, 53 Pythagorean wins. Um, they've had some changes, um, not in their top spots. Lillard McCollum's still there, but they did lose Aminu. They did lose um, Seth Curry, who they brought in at the end. And they did also lose, who am I thinking of? Oh, well, Yusuf Nurkic is out for the entire, almost probably most of the season. Yeah. They yeah. brought in. I'm forgetting someone. Evan Turner left as well. Evan Turner's gone. Al Farouk Aminu's gone. Al Farouk Aminu is gone. Mo Harkless is gone. Mo Harkless is gone. I didn't say Aminu. Did I? I'm sorry. If I oh, did you? You might have. I may have. Yeah. I may have. I'm drifting off in between things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're both so it, tired. It looks like their starting five is going to be Lillard, McCollum, and then new guys. 
I'm new guys. Ronnie Hood looks like he might be projected. Perhaps his own. He gets in there. Baysmore, who knows how many minutes he gets. Uh, I know you love him. Um, Zach Collins perhaps will start at the, at the four and then Hassan Whiteside at the five. That sounds terrible to me, by the way. Those two guys together on the court? Yeah, brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I am so f- scared of this roster construction. Yeah, I'm bearish. Ha- I'm bearish on Portland this year. I love Damian I am very, Yeah, so uh. I'm very bearish. I, don't, I mean, I love their organization. I love their coach. I love the leadership at the top of the, you know, with Lillard and what he brings to um, – not just you know his play, but also he seems to elevate players around him. He does. Um, he really does. But uh, I am going with forty-three wins. Yeah, I just I'm under as well. I'm with you. I'm under on this team as well. I, and I I know that this is like the broken record sequence where I keep thinking there's going to be the year where they stagnate, and every year Dame uh, overcomes that with his leadership. He he does like you said. He elevates his teammates. He gets people to play harder with the way that he goes about his business. Uh, I think this is a year where he misses a few games. Uh, I don't like... I think Nurkic was one of the big reasons why they had a little bit of extra fire last year. And Whiteside is... is I like. I actually kind of like Whiteside, but I don't... I think he's going to be a weird sequence for him. I don't think Zach Collins is consistent enough to make a massive difference. And if they do play those guys together, uh, they're going to get roasted by faster teams. And... You know, I think I'd I think I'd probably start Hood and have Bays coming off the bench if if that's your choice at the at the small forward spot, um, just because Baysmore does have a little more experience running an offense, so you could bring him in, kind of help run the second unit when McCollum and or Lillard are off the floor. Uh, but the loss of Harkless, the loss of Aminu, to me, and obviously the loss of Nurkic to injury. I mean, that's, this is colossal. There, there's just so many changes happening for a team that. Uh, you wanted to see changes, but you wanted to see the kind of changes that that got people excited, and these were the kind of changes that was like, uh, well, if we have to, that's the wrong, that's the wrong kind of emotion, I think, coming into a season. I, and I, frankly, I'd be happy to be proven wrong on this one because Dame keeps doing that to me. But I'm with you. I, I went under on this team, and I went under when I thought the number was 44 and a half at opening. So, uh, yeah, I mean. It, I, truly, I almost can't believe... I'm not certain that they make the playoffs in the West. I think they're the eight seed, but I, I think it's, I mean, seven, eight seed, something like that. I, I think it's barely. I think they're fighting with San Antonio. Uh, maybe if Sacramento has a strong year, maybe Dallas, maybe New Orleans. I think they're down one tier from where they were last year. Yeah. I, I mean, every year they seem to outperform their expectations, but I think maybe this year it doesn't happen just because the West has got stronger. And they just... Those players they lost really complemented the team very well. I just don't see guys like Hazonia and Whiteside being good compliments. Yeah, Hazonia. God, thank <laughs> you. I forgot about that one. I, in my mind, I was like, who is the 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 the, the wank staff they've got playing power forward if it's not Zach Collins? And it's Mario Hazonia. Brutal. That's brutal, man. They lost. I know that they like they made these moves that they had to make to try to figure out how to to get the money to fit and whatnot. But ugh. Harkless and Aminu out. These are the guys that they had that could actually play power forward last year. They don't have any anymore. Ugh, yeah, I got to go under with this team. Maybe they'll, Dame will will them to 46 or 47 wins, but that, that's really what it would take. If he misses 15 games this year, they're cooked. They're not making the playoffs. That's rough. Um, Sacramento. I guess I'll go first on this one, unless you have more. Do you have anything else on Portland? 
No, I just I just can't see them getting there. It seems it seems almost like too high, like too good to be true, if that makes sense. But anyway, it just seems way too high. Yeah, it um that's goofy. Um Kings, I'm a little bit bearish on as well, which um I'm not a huge fan of almost all of their roster reconfigurations and more than anything I'm not at all a fan of their coaching staff reconfiguration. I don't I don't know that Luke Walton brings something to the table that the team didn't already have. His his whole MO with the Lakers was run, 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 run and the Kings were already doing that. They don't need somebody else to come in and tell them how to run more. Darren Fox just did it last year. And that's how they surprised teams and won a bunch of games through January. And then they really fell apart. I mean, there were very few teams in the NBA that had a worse close to this 2000 just-completed 18-19 season than Sacramento. And I'm not sure that that wasn't because they're sort of... It was a little bit gimmicky at times, the sprinting up and down, the insane tempo. Bogdan Bogdanovich fell on extremely hard times from an actual scoring perspective. Buddy Heald, great season. De'Aaron Fox uh, making nice progress, and and Marvin Bagley should be solid this year. Uh, I like Dwayne Dedman as a veteran presence, but I I mean, to me, they just sort of all around got slower. They brought in guys that don't complement the running style. Dedman, Ariza, uh, re-signing Harrison Barnes to a massive contract. Rashawn Holmes is the only runner they brought in, and he's buried way down on the depth chart. I, I don't... I don't like the moves that they made. Maybe I'm in the minority on that one. I think the Kings actually take a step back this year as teams can better scout them season over season, and I went under. Wow, what you have is the total? 34. 34, but it was 35 and a half. The oh, yeah, under. I'm sorry. Sorry, my, my number was 34. Yeah, 35 and a half was the number. Yes, okay. Um, yeah, that's pretty bold to go under. I know. They, they won 39 last year. Um and like you said, it was a lot of it was uh, coming out and just outrunning teams and having athleticism and maybe teams not being prepared for that. I I went slightly over. I went with 37 wins. Um, my rationale, uh, perhaps a bit more simplistic. Um, I actually like the, the Ariza pickup. You just don't think he's going to be a good fit because he's not a runner? Yeah, I mean, he reminds me of like, they're gonna they're gonna get a rebound and go and shoot and by the time they're done with their offense he's gonna be huffing and puffing across center court. Ariva's been in yeah. the NBA for like twenty five years now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe he can't play. We'll see how many minutes they give him. They do have a fair amount of depth though, which I like on this team, um, especially at the at the uh, front court. I really oh I'm God, curious yeah. to see how Holmes gets in there. I think he makes a way his makes his way into useful minutes. I hope so. Maybe. Maybe not big minutes, but I think he does get into the teens. Uh, we'll see if that actually happens. Oh, uh, man, <laughs> I know so, how much people oh, love him there. You, you, you feel that? Did you feel that? You like through the podcast kicked me in the in the gut into the teens. Why, Rashawn? Why couldn't you have gone to a team that needed a big man to play 22, 24 minutes? What the hell, man? It doesn't seem like it's in the cards for him for whatever reason. I know. Um, anyway, I think Bagley's going to get better. He didn't play a lot last year until the end. I know it wasn't the best in terms of win-losses, but I think he's – I just like rookies who have a lot of potential in their second-year jump, and I think he's one of those players who could do it. Um, like you, I don't like Harrison Barnes, but um, I think Fox and Hill are getting better. Bogdanovich, I think, will bounce back a bit. Uh, I have no idea about Luke Walton, what his impact will be. Um, I'm really surprised – they went with him though. Um, yeah. 
Weird. That's, that was my bigger thing. I don't know. Maybe there's something there. Obviously, I don't know a whole lot about what goes on behind the scenes, uh, the decision and coaching making, but um, perhaps he uh, he has a plan for this team that I don't see and it's going to make him good. But I'm, I'm, I'm just more bullish on the fact that they have young guys who I think are getting better and the compliments they bring in, um, I think will add a, a winning presence, for lack of a better word. So we'll see. I think they, uh, well, I already said my piece on this one. I just think that they sort of got exposed a little bit late last year, and there's there's some kind of weird regression coming where it's it, maybe I'm applying like a, a baseball philosophy to basketball, and it's possible that that doesn't actually add up where, you know, guys break onto the scene and then four months later, teams finally figure out the full scouting report on them. That was the way it felt with Sacramento last year. So I don't know what they're going to change. Luke Walton, not exactly known for his defense in his time with the Lakers. He didn't teach anybody to play any defense. And that's the step you have to take if you want to go from 30-something generally to 40-something, unless you get really, really good on offense. And I don't know. I I haven't seen it. But maybe this is a number that's just, I'm overthinking it. It's possible. I mean, they had 39 last year. Why wouldn't they get back to that number again? It's a very good question. Uh, San Antonio, 43 and a half is the number I've got for him. Neil, you get to kick this one off. My Spurs. I love them. <laughs> um, 43 and a half, like you said, last year, 48 wins, 46 uh, math-wise. Um, this one, oh gosh, I think I went with my heart over my head. Um, what have you I done? Went, I know. I went with the over. I, uh, yeah. I ha- it's it's you have to you have to you, i don't know if you have to but i definitely think uh like you said today um aldridge is probably on the decline DeRozan is not going to make a three-pointer um we'll see how their young guys play in the backcourt we'll see if Pirtle can be a you know a starting center in this league so I don't know. This could easily blow up my face, but I am going over with 46 wins. I, too, went over because, damn it, they're the San Antonio Spurs. You just don't you, – you could try to this, – this is more of a stock analogy than anything else. Don't chase, right? Like if your stock – if you own a stock and it's falling, you don't buy more of it, right? You don't just keep – you don't sell it all off. You don't buy more of it. You don't chase in life. Because everybody wants to be the smart one, but very few people actually can be. Here's what I mean by that. The perfect stock uh, uh, market trader would be someone who sells a stock at its very highest moment and buys a stock at its very lowest moment. But most of us can't figure out that exact point in a, in a giant curve. Where is the bottoming out of the curve? Where is the, the top point of the curve? Most of us are guessing a little bit. And so when a stock is just coasting along and going up and going up and going up and going up, and that's been the case for the Spurs for 20 freaking years now, there's just no good reason to say this is the year it all comes apart. This is the year it all comes apart. Because every time... I can almost guarantee that someone out there has said that every year for two decades and every year they've been wrong. Now, I'll admit, someone's going to say it on the year it happens and that person's going to be like, see, I called it, but then you have to go back and you have to see how many times they were wrong until they finally got it right. I'd rather be the guy that just quietly gets it right 20 years in a row and when I finally lose on San Antonio, I'll take my 20-1 and run and I'll pack it into my pocket and say, okay, I'm okay with that. So I'm with you, Neil. 
Heart over mind. Over. Plus, DeJounte Murray's back, and that should make them a tiny bit better, right? I don't care that much about Davis Bertans. I guess a little bit, but, you know, they'll be all right. They'll find somebody else to take that spot. They always do. Yep. Well said. They always do. Toronto. Toronto Raptors. San Antonio Spurs, dot, dot, dot. They always do. The Toronto Raptors, 45 and a half. I mean, you know what I do with teams that lose superstars. Do I even have to give my explanation on this one? I went over. Of course I went over. There's a Raptors team that didn't have Kawhi Leonard for 22 games last year, and they just coasted uh, throughout the entire regular season. The rest of the East, Neil, I'm not sure if you and everybody else has noticed this, is trash. They can, <laughs> they can pile up wins like it's going out of style unless they trade off their entire roster. To me, that's the only fear on a team like Toronto not going over. Yeah, well, I would say the whole East is trash. Okay, That's, fine. There's like three teams that are okay. <laughs> there are three teams that are very good. Yeah. There are two teams that are very good, and then a bunch of, I guess, mediocre teams. Yeah, it's um, a lot of garbage, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you on this, too. I mean, I barely went over, just a half game over. I think uh, I went to 46. And um, like you said, they Kawhi didn't play a lot last year, and they won a ton of games without him. So it's not like they were relying on him in the regular season as they were in the playoffs. I And I mean, Siakam, I think, He's still getting better, and he's gonna. We'll see if he can step up. Um, OG Anubi, I think we'll have a better year. Um, yeah, they just have such a great veteran leadership team. Um, I don't think those guys are over the hill yet, and Gasol and Lowry either. So, and I'm even if they were, even if they were, they're still better than most of the teams are playing in the <laughs> Eastern Conference, right? I mean, this is Siakam is is a massive key to that team because he took like 15 steps forward last year. Even if he doesn't get better. He's a very good basketball player now. They have good basketball players at almost every spot on the floor. It's like everyone's forgotten that the other guys besides Kawhi uh, are also pretty good on this. I mean, they, are we going to try to say that DeMar DeRozan was the, the reason that they were winning 60 games? You know, just take that team, take away DeMar DeRozan, and you've got basically this team with a much better Pascal Siakam and arguably maybe a better center. I, don't, I mean, you know, that... It's going to come down to whether or not half the team gets traded and whether or not the guys that are there still feel any kind of energy in the regular season. And I think they're going to have a little bit of a prove-it mentality, at least at the outset. Maybe that wears off, but you know they could coast at 500 the last three months of the year if they're a few games over at that point. That'll be that, it'll be that straightforward. Utah, 52-and-a-half. Neil, I kick it back into your camp. Utah last year, 50 wins, uh, 56, according to the Pythagorean number, which is pretty crazy. Dang. Um, yeah, so uh, this year, let's see. Utah um, did have a little bit of adjustments. Got Mike Conley over there. And now um, Bojan Bogdanovic on the wing as well. Looks like Rose O'Neal might be starting. So they do have some changes going on there. I am going with the over, I believe. Yes, yeah. I'm going over. That's I'm going with 55 wins. I think they might actually win the West. Yeah, my man. Yeah. I mean, I went hot take on yesterday's show, and I talked about I know. I heard, you, I heard you went with the uh, I went Rockets. Rockets. Yeah. yeah. But I had Utah, yeah. too. So, to be fair, and I've, been, and I've been hyping them pretty good. I'm very happy to hear you say the over, because I'm with you on that one. This is a high number, but I mm-hmm. think this team is going to be real good, and I think they care a lot this year this is a team that's going to have all the care lumped into them that's what the regular season is all about i'm not saying utah is going to win a championship because in the playoffs 
it comes down to maximum star talent and all that good stuff. But in the regular season, you just have to care. Milwaukee cared last year. Denver cared last year in the regular season. These are the t- Sacramento cared last year in the regular season. These are the teams that go flying over the number. And I think Utah really cares. I think they want home court. I think they want to prove a point. And I think people, you mentioned it already, uh, Mike Conley. I think people underrate Mike Conley. He's a really good basketball player. Almost everything good that happened in Memphis was when he was on the floor. Look at how bad they got when he got hurt two years ago. They were 7-5. and five. Their first 12 games that year. I still remember this because I kept talking about it for months after it ended. And then they went like <laughs> they went like 10 and, and 60 the rest of the way or something god-awful when Conley went down. He is he's a game-changer for Utah. To go from Ricky Rubio to Mike Conley, I, I think he makes them multiple games better than last year by himself. Uh, Derek Favors is really good, but this is one of the rare teams that's not going to miss him that much because they can just let Gobert play a few extra minutes if that's what it takes. Uh, and they'll now have enough offense to make up for some of the missing defense with favors down in, uh, in new Orleans. So I'm with you, Neil over Utah. Anything else to add on that one? They also got Ed Davis. Who might oh, help brilliant. As well. Thank yeah. you. Wonderful point, Neil. Yeah. Point number two for Neil on this round goes to Ed Davis as a brilliant backup center. One of the best rebounders in the NBA last year. Yeah, they'll be fine. And and they do have a style that plays really hard too. They, they have like that culture of playing hard. So, yep. That uh, that goes a long ass way during the regular season. Just put it like that. Washington Wizards. Um, I gotta go first on this one, don't I? Well, well farts. Okay, Washington <laughs> Wizards. Twenty eight and a half is the number, and you almost couldn't go low enough for me. I think this team is going to be truly atrocious this year. Uh, they have no reason to try to win basketball games. And I don't think they're going to. Even at a terrible Eastern Conference, I went under. They, I mean, they looked really bad last year, and they lost pieces from the end of last season. It's Bradley Beal, Thomas Bryant, and then dot, 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 tumbleweed blows through. Rui Hachimura? Well, I mean, who's even? who's the point guard on this team? I legitimately can't tell you without looking it up. That's not a great sign. Uh, both of them start with I. I know Ish Smith is one, right? Yeah, the other one you you definitely know. Ooh. Isaiah Thomas. No, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this team's gonna be terrible, Neil. I'm I'm going under. This is one of those ones where like you want to bet the over because the number's so low, but sometimes there's just teams that are so bad you can't go low enough. Yeah, it's one of those numbers that uh, they're trying to get you to bet over. I think. But it's I have my twenty six wins. I have the under as well. Bradley Beal, my God, he went. He played his heart out last year, and they still were not very good. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean he was he was great. No, you're uh, right. I'm, not, I'm a... not, not knocking him at all. I'm just saying it's so hard to win this league if you don't have help. Yep. You know, it's just so hard to win. He played thirty seven um, minutes a game last year. He led the NBA, I believe, in total minutes during the regular season. Yeah, and he's, he scored a lot. He was very efficient. Uh, very smart player. It's just it's just not enough. And I don't one, I don't know if he's gonna be there by the end of the season. Um yep. we'll see. We'll see. And then secondly, how hard is he gonna play again? I mean, after last year. It's a good and point. If this team, and if this team is just not that good. 
So it's a good reason to fade him ever so slightly in fantasy as well. There's there's sort of a lot of reasons for him to not go quite as hard because last year they were sort of hovering around the eight seed for a while. They were like four games back, and they thought maybe, and then they <laughs> got worse. You know, that's like that's that's rough, man. Their roster, and it's a long time before I'm gonna have to break that one down on on one of these shows. And thank goodness for that because it's it's Bradley Beal. It's Thomas Bryant. They ended up with Davis Bertans, who we mentioned a moment ago with San Antonio. Uh, Ish Smith, Isaiah Thomas, we just brought up. They also have Jan Mahimi, if we're going to talk about players whose names start with the letter I. They also have Isaac Bonga, who they got from the Lakers. So uh, racking up all the I names, Rui Hachimura, Jordan McRae, Jamario Jones, Troy Brown, Mo Wagner. C.J. Miles, ladies and gentlemen, is a member of the Washington Wizards, the longest tenured NBA player on the uh, on the Wizards roster. This is going to be a long year in the nation's capital for basketball. That's rough, man. Oof. Who else is even going to have fantasy value? I mean, you pr- you probably have to say Bryant is going to have some. My hope is that the hype train doesn't get too crazy on him. Yeah. Beal. Um, of course. Yeah, and then I don't think i would draft anybody else where where does hachimura go he's one of the very few rookies that i might be like well somebody's got to do something yeah maybe a last round flyer but i don't troy brown Brown jr had some decent moments but i don't think he's woof he'll play much i want to ask you a quick question off topic if i can um i'll allow it because you're a lakers fan when uh when mo was drafted to the lakers did you think he was actually an nba player mo wagner yeah. yeah, I had no idea who that was. But you know, I don't have I had any idea who anyone is coming. Oh, out of that's college. right. You don't follow college at all. Yeah, okay. no. Um, I uh, the first thing I noticed was that he had like a gigantic mouth, and I thought, <laughs> "All right, kid, you know, <laughs> prove me wrong." Uh, and then, oh, the second thing I noticed is that uh, his last name is spelled with a W, but it's pronounced as a V. He's of course of uh, of German descent, and I thought, "Oh, well, that's fun." And he goes by Mo instead of Moritz. Uh, so I like anybody who has a, a fun name, I guess, as a broadcaster. That's like that tickles me. But he did nothing in L.A. to make me think he's a he's an NBA talent. Now, admittedly, he's uh, quite young still. He's 22, so anything can happen. And apparently, the Wizards liked him. I think they wanted to draft him, and they they were upset they missed it. I think the spot I'd look. I'm 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 turning back towards Washington again now. From a fantasy standpoint, again, we'll, we'll break this down in a couple of weeks on the podcast. Um, those point guards, I, I feel like you almost have to take a chance on one or both of those guys at the end of your draft. But which one? I mean, that. good Lord, this team looks bad. Oh, which one? Oh, I'm punting. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> neither, neither one has great stat sets. Yeah, I, I can't take either one. So that was great. I, I just, yeah. That was great. That was very Bob Euchre-ish of you. The hell with it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, not getting anywhere. This might. Who was I? I think I was on. Uh, was it? Was I talking to you or Brandon last week? That I was like, well, for every time we pick a team with, you know, four or five fantasy players, we're gonna have to try to find a team with one or two. Well, yeah. we found one with two. Yeah, that was you and Brandon. I remember listening to it though. Yeah, so. that's a good point. It's got to average out at some point. There's only a hundred players yeah. inside the top 100 as the as the the story goes, and that is Neil. We did it. That's all of them. 
got through it. I can only hope I do as well as last year. And you will. A and two beat you. Those are the only two things I care oh, about. I know so. you got me, you son of a gun. Uh, I think you're. I think you're going to beat me again this year. Frankly, the the amount of movement. Th- this is the kind of season where a lot of things can happen, and uh, we'll we'll see how. Because a lot of my stuff is emotional. You know, I'm, I'm trying to read into what teams are trying to accomplish during a season, and that is not entirely clear in the NBA this year. So we'll we'll see how it shakes out. I hope we both are victorious, and obviously, I'd like to beat you. But if I don't, I just hope we're both. Uh, well above 500 a handshake to you my good man 30 teams in five weeks here on fantasy nba today we've done all of them season win totals in the books yeah thanks for letting me do this again this was fun i love it so i believe and i'll go into more detail on it shortly i believe next week will be the final week of the current schedule here on fantasy nba today we'll talk more about that next week where everybody's headed uh, Neil will obviously still have you on this show, but then we'll talk about where folks can find you after that takes place. Uh, and for now, I, on yesterday's show, said that I was going to force you to talk about the Mavericks, but of course that was a lie. I have to just do it myself, and uh, this should be a lot of fun. So I, I'm going to let you go to sleep and not have to not have to talk about um, Maxi Kleba. You're welcome. Yeah, I want to see what you hear. Well, I want to know what you think about Talon Wright. That one is I'm very curious about. Ooh, well, you'll um, just have to listen to the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> wow, what a dick move. What a dick move. Yeah. No, no, no. I was I always do, Dan, so I'll be listening. No, I don't care. You're the you're the damn co-host. You don't have to listen to the end of the podcast. He's Neil Rochelani. He's <laughs> at Ball with Neil on Twitter. Give him a follow immediately. Neil, we'll hear from you on Thursday. I'll be back on Thursday to be determined. <laughs> You had to do it, didn't you? Yeah. Orange Ball Neil, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good day, (laughs) sir. Good night. That was the wonderful Neil Rochelani. We always have a blast. Uh, We have plenty of betting things to talk about. Fear not. It's just not going to be on a set schedule once we hit September. That's where you're going to get five days of Dan. We have so many things to cover once we hit September. I want to get through the rest of these team breakdowns. Uh, We have a lot of mock drafts to start going through. Remember, I talked about how I don't do a ton of them, but I do analyze the results of many mock drafts. I like to see what other people are doing. That'll be a big part of September. And, of course, I will remind you now, before we dive into the Dallas Mavericks here at the tail end of this podcast, to check out the draft guide, hoop-ball.com. It's coming up on Friday morning. Rate and review the podcast, by the way, in between now and then. Something to do Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. Rate and review the podcast. Rate and review, rate and review, rate and review. I'll keep repeating it until it happens. Rate and review the podcast. Like I didn't just say it eight seconds ago. All right, Dallas Mavericks. Kristaps Porzingis will be load managed, but of course he'll be inside the top 100 on a per game basis. Will I be drafting him? Probably not. But I also have no idea where he's going to go. This is one of those guys where I legitimately haven't a clue where he's going to get drafted because before he got hurt with the Knicks two years back, 2017-18, he was dominating. I mean, a thoroughly dominant uh, second-round-type fantasy number. 23 points, 6.5 rebounds, 2.4 blocks and .8 steals, 3.2 combined defensive stats, which was a career high. 
Shooting percentage is never going to be that high because he's taking a lot of outside shots. He was hitting two three-pointers a game. Good foul shooter for uh, a big man. He's up around 80% for his career. So all, a lot of good stuff with Porzingis. The bad, of course, is that he's played three NBA seasons and he's completed 185 games. And he missed a year. So it's four seasons of eligibility and 185 games. Depending on how you break that down, you're talking about 45 games a year if you include the goose egg, 46, I guess. Uh, or if you don't include the goose egg, you're talking about about 62 games a year, which is not many. That's Kawhi Leonard taking 20 games off. I don't know what we're going to see from Porzingis. Most of the teams in the NBA have between 10 and 15 back-to-backs. If you say he's not playing in any of those, then you're talking about a best-case scenario for Kristaps being about 70 games. One would assume he probably misses a couple of games in there with a turned ankle or a bruised knee or something as he's working his way back. I think a best-case scenario for Kristaps Porzingis is 65 games this year, and that's not a guy I can take much of a chance on unless he's falling into, like, fourth, fifth round. And I don't think that's going to happen. Because if he's putting up second-round numbers and he plays 62 games, he's probably about a third- or fourth-round pick. We saw it with Kawhi Leonard. He put up first-round numbers. He missed 22 games. He was still a second-rounder because that's how good he was. And that's how impactful a guy Porzingis can be. One rung lower, obviously. So, you know, if you think he's going to go second-round on a per-game basis at 60-ish to 65 games, you could take him at 40 you'd probably be okay. In head-to-head, you probably can't touch him at all because you have no idea when these missed games are actually going to crop up. Is he going to be playing down the stretch if Dallas is eliminated from the playoffs? There's a lot of dark clouds hanging over this year from KP, so I'm probably not going to end up with him. Uh, If he's the one risk you take in a Roto League, I could get behind getting him between 40 and 50. Uh, But again, we got to sort of see where he goes. So this is a wait-and-see approach. For just that one scenario, for most of the other ones, you can basically write them off. Other uh, relevant names on the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, who finished last season with a flourish. I'll admit, he was sitting outside the top 100 for most of the year, powered his way to number 97, which I think is going to surprise a lot of people, after he put up big numbers. There was a lot of popcorn with Luka. 21 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 1.1 steals, 2.33 pointers however nine category has four other categories we haven't mentioned yet 0.3 blocks so almost nothing there which is fine he's a guard we can live with it but high volume 42 and a half shooting not good high volume 71 percent free throw not good three and a half turnovers per game also not great when the assists by the way only six good but at 3.4 turnovers it's not even two to one you know, that hurts you a little bit. You talk about you want these high turnovers guys to be big assist guys as well. James Harden, five turnovers, seven and a half assists. Not a great ratio there either. That's why I love guys like, you know, Jokic, 7.3 assists to three turnovers. That's basically two and a half. Chris Paul, 8.2 assists, 2.6 turnovers. Mike Conley, six and a half assists, 1.9 turnovers per game last year. Question you have to ask yourself with Luka Doncic is, where does he improve? My thought would be, this is a young man who could certainly get better in both percentages. Let's say turnovers doesn't come down, because he's going to be running a lot of the offense for that Dallas team. Scoring, maybe you come down a tiny bit, I don't know. It could hover around 21 again. 
Rebounds should be fine. Porzingis is not a big rebounding big man anyway. Assists, that should be fine also. I think I could see the percentages improving, and if both of them come up one click, that moves him from top 100 to top 75 pretty fast. He's going to get drafted well ahead of that, so I would be floored if I had much Luka on my fantasy teams, just because he is a very buzzy name for a guy that has holes in his game still. A lot of fun stuff, but a lot of holes. Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, I drafted him in a couple of spots last year, and I don't think I can do it again. His field goal percent is brutal. He misses a lot of games due to injury, and he sort of settled in as a three-point scoring specialist. He's sort of like a glorified Eric Gordon at this point. So I don't want him, and I don't think he's finishing inside the top 100. In fact, I don't think it's that close. I think he'll be around 150. So Tim Hardaway, no. Luka, yes. KP, yes. As we go through some of the names on this list. Jalen Brunson, no. Seth Curry, no. Not enough minutes. Maxi Kleba, no. Wipe those guys right out. Two names that I want to bring up that I think have chances to make a little bit of an impact are Dwight Powell, DeLon Wright. They've been talked about a lot. What does that mean? Uh, DeLon Wright has been wildly overranked by Yahoo. He's going to get scooped up early, which is annoying, right? Because in his time with Memphis, he put up some really nice numbers, and he was a guy that I think we all figured this guy's going to be a steal next year. Well, I don't think he's going to be a steal anymore because the big box sites have pushed him up the charts already and wiped out a lot of his value. I think we saw his pre-rank on Yahoo was like 70-something. I mean, maybe he goes a hair higher than that if everything breaks in his direction, but that's a that's an audacious spot to grab a guy who is going to be, at best, third fiddle. Probably more like fourth. He averaged 12, 5, and 5 with 1.6 steals and 0.6 blocks with the Memphis Grizzlies. He had a wonderful stretch there. He was one of those guys going into the offseason where we were like, come on, end up somewhere good, and we'll steal you late. Well, he ended up somewhere good, uh, but the rankings blew it up. So I do, I think he finishes inside the top 100. Yes, I do think he finishes inside the top 100. Thank you for asking. Uh, But is there a ton of value left there? Eh, Not really. And then the other player that I've been monitoring that obviously if you follow this podcast, you know we, we had a little bit of a tickle for him last year was Dwight Powell, who came on strong late last season. And this is one of the small advantages that maybe we can say he's a guy that could hang around. He finished the season at number 118 in nine cat but that to some degree belies how useful he was late in the year after they had mortgaged the farm Dwight Powell over the final 26 games so the two months that he was playing as mostly a starter he was number 44 and I think he's going to see plenty of run alongside Porzingis because Powell is very quick for 6'11". You could have him guard other teams' power forwards, let KP guard the rim, and then on offense, let Dwight Powell play center. Porzingis can roam the perimeter. He's going to have a massive height advantage over a lot of power forwards. He can spread the floor. Powell can actually spread the floor better than people give him credit for. He had a few three-pointers down the stretch. But he's the rebounder they'll need out there. So I got a little bit more of a tickle for Dwight Powell than I do for Dillon Wright, just because I think he's a guy that's going to go later. But... That's also four guys on this Mavs team that I do think finish inside the top 100. 
Powell Wright, Doncic, and Kristaps Porzingis. In terms of value, maybe a little bit with KP, if you're willing to take that risk in a games cap format. None with Luka Doncic. Surprisingly very little with Dwight, uh, Dillon Wright, excuse me, because of how high he was ranked. And then I think there's a little bit of value with Dwight Powell. The only thing that could creep into that, what if Maxi Kleba plays ex- extraordinarily well? He ends up seeing a lot of the minutes at, at center. Uh, but I don't. I think they'd rather have Powell on the floor with Porzingis because their, their games complement each other. And Kleber's game is much more similar to Porzingis. Neither one of those guys is your hard-nosed offensive rebounding type on offense. You're sprinting from player to player on defense. Those guys are a little bit both a little bit slower, a little bit less reboundy, a little bit more spread the floor e. So I think maybe you see them run back to back a little more. And that's your show. Tomorrow, Brandon Marcus will join us here for his penultimate Brandon Day. Again, again next week, last week before the uh, transition back to September podcast schedule. Uh, we'll talk about the final two teams here in this Southwest Division. The non-Texas teams, the Grizzles and the Pellies. Grizzles and Pellies, that's coming up on Wednesday. Thanks again to Ball with Neil. B-A-L-L-W-I-T-H-N-E-I-L. Spell it right. Find him on Twitter. Give him a follow. He is brilliant, man. Neil Rochelani is such a smart guy. He undersells himself, so it's my job to do the opposite and let you know he is so smart. He does these podcasts fatigued on, like, no sleep, and he still... Just the numbers, I mean, such a sharp guy. You got to follow him on Twitter. He's going to win you a bunch of money gambling, too, which is what we've been talking about here on this Tuesday show. Uh, I'm Dan Vespers at D-A-N-B-E-S-B-R-I-S. Thank you to our friends over at Dash Radio for getting up a hoop ball block party set up. That'll be starting in the next week or two as well. Uh, thank you to all of you that have checked out the Draft Guide landing page. Again, goes on sale on Friday. I'll keep reminding you all week long. Rate and review the pod. Follow us on Twitter. Go to HoopBallFantasy or Hoop-Ball.com for more. And that is all. So with that, I bid you, should I say in the words of Maxi Kleba, Avidazain. We'll talk to you tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.